Welcome to another episode of Almost Little Universe. Scientists from all over the world apply for observation time at the Atacama Large Millimeter slash Submillimeter Array, or ALMA for short. What makes this telescope so special? We talked to Giorgio Seringo, a senior radio frequency engineer, to find out. He's an astronomer from Italy, and he's been working at ALMA for about a decade. He told us that ALMA is a radio telescope, which means it looks at a different type of light than you and I do. Humans can only see visible light, which is a small portion of the electromagnetic spectrum, or the range of wavelengths that light can have. Radio telescopes like ALMA receive light with longer wavelengths than visible light, so infrared or radio waves. Radio telescopes have been around for a long time, but until recently, these telescopes couldn't see light within a certain range of the electromagnetic spectrum, right between infrared and longer radio waves, the millimeter and submillimeter range. In the 70s, they started to build the first big radio telescopes like uh, Green Bank in the US or uh, Effelsberg in, the, in, the, in Germany. But the technology at the time was not well developed for um, what we called short wavelengths, so short radio waves. And the radio waves that were used by the radio telescopes at the time was practically typical radios. A radio that you will listen to the music and you can tune the frequency and things like this. And there was always a gap between the visible light uh, infrared and the radio, which is what is called the millimeter waves or the submillimeter, which is where ALMA works. And that gap was lasting for several decades because we didn't have the technology to detect those waves in an efficient way. We were not able to observe in that range. And another problem I have to mention is that these uh, uh, millimeter waves get to be absorbed by the water vapor molecule, which is present in the atmosphere. So there are two problems. One it was the problem that the technology was missing, and the other one is that the atmosphere is not transparent at these waves. But then the technology was improving, so at some point we were able to build a receiver for this, and there was the idea to find some places on Earth where that the atmosphere is more transparent. One of these is the, the, the China Antor, right, plateau where Alma is, 5,000 meters, and uh, it is the driest desert on Earth, so we don't get into many problems with water vapor. Very often, actually, the water vapor content in the line of sight is very low, and that allows to use uh, frequencies that are usually impossible to be observed from ground-based uh, telescopes. The technology and the dry location of the ALMA Observatory allow it to gaze at the universe in the millimeter and submillimeter range, which helps astronomers study things we haven't been able to before. So why is ALMA so important? Well, the reason is because it covers exactly this range of frequencies, which is what is called millimeter and submillimeter range, that was never really well explored and, and there is no other um, project, no other facility on, on the planet that is able to cover such a large range of frequencies as ALMA is able to do. It's really unique. With its location at 5,000 meters in the driest non-polar desert on Earth and its 66 antennas that work together as one large telescope, ALMA is the most powerful telescope in the world looking at these wavelengths. That's why it's revolutionizing the field of astronomy. Next up on ALMA's Little Universe, we'll be covering the competitive application process to use this observatory's abilities for scientific research.